Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Hey, let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. Hey, I'm your host, Dean Thompson. I'm joined by Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Mitchell, it uh, doesn't look like a good raining day today, does it? It's not a good running day. We're actually, uh, I think they're calling for snow this afternoon. Oh my goodness. Two snows in one year. That's that's rare for North Georgia, South Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, that cold. I've always said I like running. In, I don't mind running in the rain. I don't mind running in the cold, but I do not like the cold rain. But don't you feel kind of hardcore when you get done and you're wet and you're tired and you're freezing and, and there's something about that, at least for me. Of course, my wife says I'm weird. She says I'm a bit of a pain junkie but uh yeah i i, I kind of like it absolutely and the best part about it is the shower afterwards absolutely oh my goodness yeah, feels yeah. Good. unless something's chafed yeah and that, then, then it's not too fun it's tough uh all right so we're we're back on run club and we as we talked about last time about how this is kind of devotions live right this yeah. is uh episode the, two episode two we're on a roll oh my goodness yeah we're, we've got we're two in a row yeah uh, so, hey, we'd love to know how you listen to these episodes. We'd love to know more about, uh, so we can share with others uh, what your experience is with Run Club. So let us know uh, what we can do differently, help us to improve, help us to get better, and to give you what you want. Uh, you can send messages to either customer service at runforgod.com. If, if you've got specific questions for us, you can uh, send those to dean at runforgod.com. Uh, if you don't know about Run for God and you're just kind of tuning in here, go to runforgod.com and learn more about what Run for God is all about. Hey, we are sitting in the studios of J Radio, and we are proud to be sponsored by J Radio, the world's greatest digital music platform. As a Christian runner, you might find it hard to decide what to listen to while you run. If you are looking for positive and Christian music that will help you keep your pace, check out the Radioactive Station on the new J Radio. We'll take care of picking the music so that you can concentrate on your run. Plus, you can count on us to make sure that the music is uplifting and encouraging. Check out JRadio.com or download the app in your app store. All right, so we're back, and if you tuned in last week, you know that what we do is we share some thoughts from somebody across this great country of ours who has had their their intersection of running and their faith and, and how it's made a difference in their life, and this week is no different, and we're going to share with you a story from a lady by the name of Donna Smith who comes from Lewisburg, Tennessee, and her story is entitled, All in God's Strength and Timing. So we're going to read this story here. One autumn day in 2004, my sister-in-law and I decided it would be cool to do the half marathon in Nashville, Tennessee on April 30th, 2005. This would be a few weeks before my 45th birthday. So we began walking and increased our distance as we went along. We couldn't care less about how long it took us. We were just looking to finish. We were able to complete it with a time of 3 hours, 13 minutes, and 53 seconds. After we received the medal, <laughs> I was hooked. 
I wanted to do it again next year. And hopefully, in less time, I began training. I couldn't even run for a minute, and I wasn't a fan of this running thing. The next year, I was able to finish in a shorter time. I ran down the hills and some of the flat parts, continuing to walk on some of the flats and up the hills. After that, I began trying to increase my running time, and I clung to Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I kept telling myself, that includes running. I continued to increase the distance of the running portion, and the next year I was able to run the entire half. I was amazed. I knew God was the reason for it, and I wanted everyone to know. I went on to run many other half marathons, and in 2008, after the country music half marathon, I thought maybe I could run a full marathon. What? I prayed about it a lot, and I clung to God's promise that I can do all things through Christ who who strengthens me. Let the training begin. I ran, trained, and followed a schedule to be ready for it. I signed up for a number of half marathons during that time as they would be good training. God was my running partner. I couldn't find anyone who was willing to run 20 plus miles, so God and I ran together. I had to know that I could run the entire race, so I didn't stop at 20 miles. I continued on to 26.5 just to be sure I could do it. I began the full marathon, however, at mile 20.4. They pulled the runners in as the weather had become become too dangerous to continue. I reminded myself that I did run a full marathon because my final training run was 26.5. I thought I could be happy with that, but I wasn't. My friend and I signed up for and ran the Little Rock Half Marathon. I noticed how very large the full marathon medals were, and I wanted one. I decided the following year that I was running the full distance. I prayed about it, and God gave me scripture through a devotional, and I knew with his word and his help, he had my back. I finally got to cross the finish line and went on to get two more full marathon medals the next two years, each with God's blessing. I put the scripture God gave me on the back of each one of my medals. I know that God is the only reason I have ever run more than one one minute at a time. Ever since I received that first half marathon medal, I have had my time and name engraved on each one. I wanted my kids to reflect on them in years to come, or at least I could enjoy seeing them, knowing God was the reason for them. In January of 2016, I rejoined my home church. We had gone to another church in town, and John had accepted Christ while in Japan. John was baptized there on the same day our sweet first grandchild was dedicated at church, which was on Mother's Day of that same year. I was so happy. I kept praying for God to grow us there. I wanted to attend Sunday school so we could find where God wanted us to serve. I brought it up to my husband, but that wasn't where his heart was at the time. When we left church one Sunday, I told my husband, okay, next Sunday, I really want us to start trying different classes and see which one is a fit for us. In the week following this conversation, a lady from the church whom my husband and I had as a teacher when we were in middle school called and said she had gotten my number from the secretary at church. 
She began telling me about the Sunday school lesson that she was going to teach the following Sunday that related to running a marathon to our relationship with God. She had worked and studied all week and just could not seem to feel comfortable with it. She said she had heard that I had run a marathon and thought maybe I could give her some information that would help her prepare for the lesson. I told her that I had run four marathons and that I was currently doing the Run for God devotionals. I told her I would send her some scripture that might help her. I opened my Run for God book to the 29th week of Volume 2, which was titled 26.2 Miles and Fixing Your Eyes on Jesus. Oh, I thought, that's a good one. So I sent it to her. I called my husband at work and told him what had just taken place. He advised me that maybe God wanted me to teach that class. I texted her to let her know that if she needed my help to let me know. She felt that maybe with the information I sent her, she could pull it together. It was an adult class that consisted of older people of the church. And then she sent me this text. Well, if you want to teach the class, laughing out loud, her husband said that maybe she was having a hard time pulling it together because God wanted me to teach it. So we talked and I shared that fact that this was the Sunday that we had set to try a new Sunday school class. She gave me the material and told me to have at it. I told her that I was doing a 15K the next morning and when I got back, I would prepare. So when I got home, I began. I went through Philippians 3, 12 through 21 and studied each verse, tried to relate it to running a marathon. I typed it all out and on Sunday morning, I went back and tweaked it. I printed it off and then I got crazy nervous. I was nervous all through church. And then the time came. I got up to teach and I read the first two verses and talked about what Paul was saying. My nerves calmed down at that point, and I proceeded to teach the class, and it went great. God calmed me down, and I only looked at my notes for the scripture. What an amazing on-time God we serve. When we got home from church, my husband asked, which class are we trying next week? <laughs> what a great story from Donna Smith from Lewisburg, Tennessee. Um, and she asked some questions along the way here. And her, her first question is, how have you leaned on God to get you through a tough course in life? You know, Dean, as she was talking, two things struck me. Um, number one, we actually had many friends run that same Nashville Marathon. I don't know if you realize that or not, but it's the year that they, they canceled the race a little bit after mile 20. And I know several of my friends, it was their first marathon, and they went around the barricades and finished the race because they said, you're not pulling me off the course at mile 20 of my first marathon. So, And if I recall, one of those guys had a Boston qualifying time that really? day. I don't, but, I don't but know he, that one. But he couldn't count it because it was it not official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny, as, you, as, you, as you're reading that, I'm thinking, man, I know a bunch of people that were in that race. The second thing that struck me was at the very end when she talked about uh, teaching her first class and how she was so nervous, you know. If you've ever heard my story, that's exactly the way it was with me. I, I, I prepared for that first class, and I got up, and I, I tell people I felt like I was a goat standing up there, and I was about to fall over and faint. But as soon as we started talking, it's like the peace of God just set in on that room, and, and all the nerves went away. And 
until the start of the next class. <laughs> and then they all came back. But, yeah, I, I completely uh, agree with Donna that, you know, if you really lean in on, on, on God's strength and not our strength, um, because I can't do a whole lot in my own strength. Uh, but when I truly lean in on God, you know, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is absolutely true, and that's that's a practical way that it's been true for me and obviously Donna as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember at a time I, I had worked from the time I left college uh, until just not, not too many years ago, I had worked at one place. Mm-hmm. I had a job for 25 years at the same place, and I found myself unemployed. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember being resistant to what was going on kind of in my life and getting to that point where sometimes God lets us get to the low point and he lets us get to that point where he's all we've got mm-hmm. to rely on. Let's and I get rem- to the end of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And I remember being there and I remember the instant it was like a switch. It was like God just said, okay, I'm done watching you feel sorry for yourself. Let me, let me pick you back up. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great when he, uh, when he helps us through those situations. Yeah. How about this question? Has God given you affirmation through Scripture about something you have prayed about? Yeah, and I think he did this morning. I jotted this down as I was, as you were reading Donna's story, and then now this question. And by the way, I don't see any of this stuff that Dean's talking about until right now. So if all you guys out there listening, if you think I'm— scripted or I've looked over this. I don't. And we do that on purpose. So this can be very organic. But yeah, I mean, we've as a family, we've been reading through Esther and um, in Esther chapter four, I think, is the famous quote where she said or where Mordecai actually says, maybe you were put here for such a time as this. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times that verse is taken out of context because what Mordecai is saying is, is you need to go to King Xerxes and you need to tell him who you are. And and this was something that God was putting on Esther's heart through Mordecai. But the problem is that could have gotten Esther killed. Mm-hmm. And he said, maybe you're put here for such a time as this. And, you know, I always say that a lot of times true boldness is, is doing things that will fail if God doesn't show up. And, and man, that, you know, I think about that a lot in my life is, is I feel like God is constantly calling me to do things that will absolutely fall on its face if, if he doesn't show up. And there's no better you know, scripture reference than than when Esther went to King Xerxes, and it was very likely in those days that she was going to be killed for approaching the king without being summoned. And uh, of course, we we know how that all turned out. The the king found favor with her and and saved the whole the the Jewish people. And um, so yeah, I mean that's just that's one issue that comes right off the top of my head is one verse um, that, that I, we've been reading through lately. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I remember our church, um, our church has been through a lot of change over the last decade or so. And uh, not long ago, we went through the Experiencing God mm-hmm. series. And what a, it's a great series, uh, but it talks about, um, you know, being bold mm-hmm. for, for Christ and, and, and putting yourself out there. And so we sat down and we wrote down a whole bunch of things we wanted to do. On the top of that list was a bus ministry. And we're a very, very small church. We got no right to even think about a bus ministry. And within six months, we have a bus parked under our awning at our church. It's amazing um, that when you when you seek out those scriptures and those things that you that you know God wants you to do, He wants you to do big things. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's looking for little things, but he's ca- you're capable of the big things. Yeah, absolutely. Just like Esther. Yeah, yeah. 
How about this question? Have you ever had a time when God spoke very clearly about what he wanted you to do? Yes. Uh, that's the reason we're sitting here. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's the run for God story. I, I was a, you know, a builder from Dalton, Georgia, and God said, start teaching a running class, which was, you know, I, I say a lot of times to people, they say, how do you know when God's talking to you? And I say a lot of times for me, it's when what you're thinking makes absolutely no sense. Um, starting a running ministry did not come from Mitchell Hollis. I promise you, I don't like talking in front of crowds. I, I I just I'm not I've never written anything in my life at the time. I didn't know anything about the publishing industry, but it's those times when when a thought is put in my head and I'm thinking about it, and I say this is not for me. This makes no sense for where I'm at in my life. And a lot of times I know, okay, that's God, or yeah. it's the devil. Yeah. And sometimes you know that that line gets a little bit fuzzy. Um, but if you pray about it and you you start reading scripture and it's confirmed there again in scripture. Um, then a lot of times those those uh, those God moments are very clear, and uh, their paths are very clear. And, and all we got to do is is like Esther, you know, take that first step. And we talk a lot of times in the Run for God group about billboards. Yeah, we we want we want God to give us billboards. <laughs> Don't give me a sign. <laughs> give me a billboard, God. Something yeah. nice and big. And I think about the opposite of that. I think about how there's times when maybe I didn't hear God speak. But there's something that told me to do something a little bit different than my routine, and then it it works out. It's almost like God put this little thought in my head that I followed without even realizing I followed it, and it and it the timing of whatever that thing was just it worked out that that was and right. Sometimes thing to do. you don't know what it is. I, you sent me a text the other night. You know we have these uh, God winks we call them. It's a text message that goes out anytime somebody accepts Christ in the Run for God ministry. And they're really cool because it's just we call them God winks for that reason. It's just a, it's just a constant reminder that God's working even when we're not. And uh, uh, the past few weeks, we have never had a God wink come in from another country uh, that I know of since we started doing the God winks, and we had three from overseas in less than a week. And, a and you days. sent me a text. You said, "Is is God trying to tell us something?" And I I said, "Probably." But I don't know what that is. I still don't know what that is yet. I, I'm sure he's some door is going to open here before long, and, and we're going to know what that is. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's stuff that just doesn't make sense. But you know, God's up there orchestrating it with a with a you know an incredible vision that, that we just can't understand. And it's just like he did here for Donna Smith in this story. He orchestrated that whole thing. I have no doubt that he was behind all of that. And, and the, there's no coincidences in this life, as I like to say. And so we appreciate the story from Donna Smith. And we would love to hear from you if you're out there. We all have a story. Mitchell is famous for saying everybody has a story, and your story relates to somebody. Mm -hmm. So uh, submit your story. Go to runforgod.com. Um, click on the Devotions tab and submit your story to Run For God, and we'll give you a free one-year subscription to Run Club for that. Free. Free. I mean, everybody loves free. Free's yeah, good. Absolutely. Free 90 free. <laughs> If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. 
The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. Welcome back, and it's time for Dean's Thoughts, a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. So can I ask you something before we get into the next section? And I'm sure everybody listening is just dying to know this, too, if they're running nerds, kind of like we are. So Lane, my son, is getting a pair of the Nike, is it 4%, 2%? I don't even know, 4 yeah, 3%. I can't keep up with them all. The, 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 the shoes that are so much, there's so much controversy around now because uh, Kipchoge broke the two-hour marathon in a version of these shoes. He's getting a pair of those in the mail today because, you know, he's a pretty fast runner and he thinks these will make him even faster. What, what are your thoughts on the, the Nike? The Alpha next, Flies? Alpha Flies, yeah, whatever they're called. Yeah, I, I'm, very, I'm fascinated by it, and it is very clear from the evidence when you look back in hindsight that those shoes have clearly helped some runners run faster than people have ever run before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's absolutely no doubt about it. When you go back in hindsight and we look uh, a few years back, there was a time when there were almost no Nikes at the front of the race because they were all the Boston, Boston, uh, what is it, uh, the Adidas, mm-hmm. uh, the special foam that they had. Right. And so Maybe, or, yeah. these, these, this technology just keeps coming along. And Nike has just hit on something that has really moved the bar up a tremendous amount in a short period of time. But I guess the debate right now is, is not is there is an advantage, because obviously there is, but is that okay? And that's the debate. And I think in every sport, there's always technology that helps. Matter of fact, in running, uh, if you'll go back and you'll look, a lot of the, the advancement in world records is not due so much to training in the athletes as it is to the, the equipment, to the shoes and the, the, tracks. Yeah, the, the tracks. Think about the difference between a track in 1940 yeah. when they were cinder and today when they're made out of these special synthetic materials that have some bounce to them and it, the grip is incredible. I mean, it's, it's huge. So what's this is one more thing. Yeah, I mean, you look back. 40 years ago at the running shoes then. I mean, look, look back at when 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 Nike was created. It was created in a waffle iron. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I tend to embrace technology. Of course, I, I love triathlon, and, and the triathlon community they're geeks obviously about it. embraces technology. Yeah, they're, they're, they're techno geeks. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. It's something that's been in the news. There's, there's people passionate on both sides of it and just ravagely – Passionate in some cases. And it may be a can of worms uh, for the future to to open, but I think those triathlon folks go a little overboard with the uh, the embracing of technology. Probably. Yeah, Yeah, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to step off into that. that, That's a uh, big chasm. Anyway, carry on. I just wanted to throw that aside. I wanted to throw you off a little bit there. Uh, This is entitled The Great Escape. I don't know how many reasons there are to run. I ran out of fingers and toes before I reached the end of the list. Among that long list, there is one that I hear most often when I make casual acquaintances with other runners. I often find myself in conversation about the motivations of being a runner, and in a non-scientific, perhaps even bogus survey, I have found the number one reason. What do you think it is? 
There are many ways to describe it. Being alone with my thoughts, clearing my mind from the day's events, getting away from the ringing phone, to name a few. Yes, escaping from the realities of the world is a great reason to run. Sometimes I see runners carrying a phone as they pound the pavement, and I wonder why anyone would do that. When I'm running, I don't want to be part of the regular world. I consider myself a resident of the running world as I shuffle down my intended path. I'm pretty busy most days, but I make sure I can schedule time to be a runner, not a salesman, a coach, a writer, a lawyer, a factory worker, or anything else. I love that time. When you can get to a point where you feel comfortable being out of the world, even temporarily, it makes running more enjoyable. Sometimes I think about things I need to do, but that's because I love the things I do. Other times I enjoy conversations with God, and most often I'm monitoring how my body feels and making adjustments. A lot of runners look for distractions when they run, but I like to embrace the run, the reality of the discomfort, the feeling of flying close to the ground, and the challenge of preparing for the next race. When I escape the world, I want to find a place of enjoyment, and nothing makes me feel more alive than running. Of course, it's okay if you prefer those distractions instead. Technology has made that part of running better than ever. For example, it's a great time to catch up on the latest episode of your favorite podcast. Ding, ding. <laughs> or almost everyone loves to listen to music, but it can be difficult to find time to do that during a hectic day. Running is a great time to enjoy some tunes. Even if you prefer running with someone else, you're away from the world for a while. You're setting aside the demands of your busy schedule to cultivate a relationship that is important to you. That's another thing that can be difficult to fit into a busy schedule. You can even find that escape right in the middle of a busy town. There may be people all around you, but you're in a different world. Or conversely, sometimes that escape takes you to a remote place where everything is quiet and still. Running in a place where there is nothing around except nature's beauty can be exhilarating. Escaping through running is important to me, and based on my discussions with others, it is clearly important to them as well. But... As important as that is, there is one other escape that's even more important, and that's finding time to connect with God. The escape of Bible study and prayer is vital to a healthy relationship with Jesus. Like running, sometimes we look at it like it's something we have to do, but I always try to get runners to understand how to reframe that thought. The truth is, we don't have to run, but we do get to run. It's a privilege, and we should view it that way. God provided a, a, a way for us to connect with Him. We get to read our Bibles. We get to study Scripture. We get to pray to a righteous and holy God that spoke the world into existence. It's a privilege that He gave to us. Our quiet time should be just that, an escape, a time when there is no distraction from the outside world. Ask yourself this question. If your favorite singer gave you the opportunity to hang out with him or her for 30 minutes a day, would you take advantage of it? You bet you would. So how much more should we want to hang out with our loving father every day? Mm -hmm. So Mitchell, what's your number one reason for running? I, I think you hit a few of them in there. You know, I, I don't run quite 
like I used to. I'm, I'm, my son calls me the old man runner nowadays. <laughs> um, you know, I had these grand plans years ago of running faster with him. But, you know, if you've got kids, you understand that that rubber band breaks and you become slow and they become fast. So, yeah, I'm just a recreational runner now. I still love to do it. But, yeah, I mean, just like you talked about, getting away, even if I do have technology in, because I, I do love to listen to podcasts and um, J Radio, um, but just getting away and, and, you know, you can you – can, sometimes, some days we sit and we, we look at our computer all day. We're working on our computer all day, and I don't know if it's the blue light in these things or what it is, but sometimes I can get up, and I'm just ill and cranky and just ready to shut the day down, and nothing fixes that better than a run. My wife has even told me before, you need to go run, <laughs> and that's a hint. Like, you're getting on my nerves. You need to go run. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just, just getting away. Nothing makes you feel better, uh, both physically and mentally, than going out for, for a run. It, it's my... I, I don't want to use the word addiction, but it's it's my it's my way of of kind of winding down the day. A lot of times, I don't run in the morning. I used to run in the morning, but I love to run in the evenings now. Before you know, a lot of times we host a practice, and it just man, it just puts you in a different place. And especially if you make time during that run to talk to God um, and just have a conversation with Him. You know, some sometimes we over overthink our conversations with Christ, and it's. It sh- you shouldn't. It's just a conversation, and um, it can it can change your day. Yeah, Absolutely. and I, I like running with others, and I like running by myself. Is mm-hmm. do you prefer one or the other? Uh, I like to run with other people if they're doing the talking. <laughs> um, you know, like running with you. You you talk a lot. Usually, if I'm running with you, which I can't do nowadays because I'm way too slow. But running with you, when I could run with you on your slow days, my fast days, you would talk. And I didn't have to, but I did enjoy the conversation hearing you talk. And so, yeah, I do like that sometimes if, if I'm not having to do the talking. I, I tend to struggle when I'm having to run and talk at the same time. So, so yeah, I like both. It's a great time for fellowship, but it's also a great time for just fellowship with God. Yeah. There is power in people's stories. What I did need and what I was begging for was a relationship that I didn't know that I I needed and only God could give it to me. I started hearing all these stories that just made me realize this was the right move. I'm here to give these people hope through what Christ can do in their life. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. Okay, so each week we share something with you to tell you why running is so awesome. And so this is why running is so awesome. Sleep. Mm-hmm. I sleep so much better when I'm running. I, you talked a minute ago about being cranky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get cranky and don't sleep well if I'm not running. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things that I think a lot of people don't notice because it's gradual when you start to run you get to sleep in a little bit better and a little bit better and then you don't notice it until it's gone yeah and then you realize why can't i sleep yeah i think it's a cycle too because you know when i started running i started realizing that you were you were getting wore out in a good way you know there's there's getting wore out from work or looking at a computer there's there's different ways of fatiguing your body but running fatigues it in a way that that you do sleep good and therefore 
you feel better the next morning. And so, so it improves the times that you're awake, you know, so running, running really starts that cycle. You're, you're right. Um, and, and weeks when you don't run a lot of times, man, you just, you feel like you don't sleep well. You feel like you're tired all the time. Ironically, running can make you less tired. What, what's this week you speak of that you don't run? What, what is that week? Um, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that week. Well, (laughs) I tell a lot of people the the downfall of my running was running with Dean Thompson. I had I had completed my the last Ironman I ever did. I took a, a couple months off because um, I felt like I deserved it, which um, is preposterous. Um, but then when I started back to running, I started back running with you, and and we're running down the road a couple weeks in, and I said, man, I said it feels like somebody kicked me in the shin. And you're like, oh, really? And we kept running. And come to find out, I had a stress fracture. and that All really my s- fault. All Dean's 100%. fault. I will blame it on him from now on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, now my running is just, I don't have a stress fracture anymore, but I, I love to run it. And if I miss a day or two now, that's okay. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Hey, look, I believe that with sleeping, I believe, and I don't know that there's a scientific study out there that proves this, but I believe that when you run, you need less sleep because you sleep better and deeper and that means that you actually replace the time you would be sleeping with that run so running really doesn't take any time when you look at it that way so i'm going to call you out here you talk about triathletes being technology geeks how do you know how much deep sleep you're getting yeah i don't want to talk about that <laughs> these watches nowadays tell you what kind of deep sleep dean and my son lane they they compare notes on how much deep sleep they got Based on their watches, so I'm, I'm calling him out on the whole technology comment earlier. Yeah, he sleeps <laughs> he sleeps better than I do, probably because he works harder than me. <laughs> hey, let's talk about a motivational thought for the week. We have this uh, uh, quote from a guy who's very quotable. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of quotes from this guy. His name's Dean Carnazes. If you don't know him, he's an ultra marathoner, and he said a lot of stuff. And he says, I run because if I didn't, I'd be sluggish and glum and spend too much time on the couch. I run to breathe the fresh air. I run to explore. I run to escape the ordinary. I run to savor the trip along the way. Life becomes a little more vibrant, a little more intense. And I like that. Yep. Yeah, he's the guy that he's the way I know Dean is he's the guy that ordered a pizza on his run and they delivered it to him while he was running. He ate it while he was running what a great i mean if you've if you've never heard of dean i I don't know that um i don't really know all his quotes or all his stances but he's an interesting guy so look him up yeah yeah absolutely um we love that word intensity we like uh uh the the idea of savoring that run and not just doing it as a a checkoff list i think a lot of times we do a lot of things as just i want to check that off my list it's a task yeah, but we should enjoy the run. Yeah. Absolutely. So there we are. We've got two in the books of the Run for God, Run Club, podcast, YouTube, whatever whatever we're calling this thing. Are we doing it right? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure, sure people will let us know. Maybe so. Not doing it right. I hope you will. I yeah, hope I hope I they will. Um, but we want you to join Run Club. We want you to support the Run for God ministry. We want you to understand that the Run for God ministry is, is trying to share Christ with a lost and dying world. Um and God has used us in some great ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, your support through being part of the Run Club helps us to do just that.
So Mitchell mentioned earlier the the um, the Godwinks. These are people that we know made a a, a decision for Christ um, based on on some video or something that they clicked through from from Run for God, and um, uh, you can be a part of that. Yeah. And so and uh, Run Club is nine dollars and ninety seven cents a month. That's I mean that's. You go to lunch one day and boom, you've spent that. that. But it, it's going to help, you know, hopefully catapult this, Lord willing, this ministry into in the places that we we can only imagine. Maybe it's into those three countries. Maybe so. That uh, we got Godwings from just a few weeks ago. So who knows? But yeah, join us. We want we want the Run for God Run Club to be the largest run club in the world, mm-hmm. and with your help, we can get there. So go to. Runforgod.com and click on Run Club and learn more about it. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast, to the YouTube channel, to all of those things. You can find out more about that. If you join Run Club, we'll send you stuff that'll send you directly there. Yeah. So you don't even have to do a lot of work. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed. Make sure that you give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing so that we can improve and tweak things to get better. Do more of the things you like and less of the things you don't. Um, so please... Go out there now and shine your light. Good job, Dan. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.